the Tenth Doctor has returned. And this time, he's the Time Lord Victorious. In a new series of books, comics, and audio releases, the Tenth Doctor is mysteriously transported to an alternative reality where the Time War never happened. In this reality, he is recruited by an unlikely ally, the Emperor Dalek. But is everything what it seems? To tie in with the new Time Lord Victorious range, the BBC have released a three Blu-ray box set featuring some classic adventures from the last 40 years. And what are these adventures? Is this a must-buy release? All this and more will be answered in this special edition of the Zero. This autumn is all about Time Lord Victorious for Doctor Who fans. Now, the BBC has unleashed an avalanche of books, comics, audio releases. Faster than you can say, David Tennant is now available for voiceovers. <laughs> has anybody actually been keeping up with all the various releases at this point? I sort of have. I've been keeping my eye on it. I've read the first novel. I really mm -hmm. enjoyed that. Uh, with the Keturah and the Doctor and basically uh, the 10th Doctor going a little bit off the deep end again. But, but to be fair, it is a really good book. The Night, the Fall and the Dead. Good name, good title. Can you, can, sorry, just for the benefit of me and Emma and Jamie, can you hold it up so I can see it? I, I'm oh, yeah, sure. totally unaware of this. So there we go. So basically the first 10th Doctor novel since, what, 2009? The synopsis is as follows. The Doctor travels back to the dark times, an era where life flourishes and death is barely known. Then come the Kotura. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. I haven't heard it in audio yet. Creatures who spread through the cosmos, dispensing mortality. They judge each and every species and decree is a lot of time to live. For the first time, living things know the fear of ending, and they will go to any lengths to escape this grim new spectre. The Doctor is an old hand at cheating death. Now at last, he can stop it at source. He is coming for the Kotura ready to change everything so that life wins from the start. Not just the last of the Time Lords, the Time Lord Victorious. It's wow. all very dramatic. It's very dramatic, and all the more dramatic because of your dramatic rendition, if I may say so. Wow, I was okay. speeding through that. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not... All I can say is, on the one hand, more Doctor Who has to be a good thing. Mm. On the other hand, for me, Doctor Who has always been a visual medium. I've always wanted to watch it on telly or perhaps on a big screen. I've never ever really got into Doctor Who novels or novelizations. Never really got into the audio stuff. I want to see it. I want to see the costume. I want to see the roundels. I want to see the TARDIS console. I want to see the Daleks. I want to see the Sidemen. I want to see the classic design. It is, on a, it, is, it is quite interesting because for this whole multimedia project, they have been capitalizing mm. on every single media except television. Mm. It's literally mm. every one. You've even got a mm. web series about the Daleks. Um, you've mm. got comics focusing on the Ninth Doctor. You've got audios focusing on the Eighth Doctor and the Tenth Doctor. You've got like a figure collection for it coming out. You've got Ooh. figures being released, uh, B&M exclusives, etc. And you've got, like, but it is literally every single thing except, except television. Except uh, television. Crazy how big it is. And they've been really going hard and publicizing it as well. And the way it comes across as well is like David Tennant's big return to the role, even though he's been mm. doing the role since um, uh, Big Finish in 20, 2015. He came back, I believe, to do Big Finish. Mm. But yeah, it is 
it's certainly crazy to uh, see how much how much mileage they gain from David Tennant's face at this present time. <laughs> it's a good face, I have to say. Oh, it's a very good face. Great cheekbones, good bone structure. Love that He's face. A beautiful man. Mm. Well, the, the good news for those missing Doctor Who on telly, who like their Doctor Who old school, is that they have now released a Blu-ray box set to time in with Time Lord Victorious. Oh, yeah. This is three discs. That's three discs, ladies and gentlemen, of stuff that's already available elsewhere. But uh, we can't quite do an unboxing thing because it's a podcast, it doesn't work, but I will explain what's on each of these discs. So on disc one, we have Planet of the Daleks, Third Doctor story. We also have Genesis of the Daleks, Tom Baker story. On disc two, we have The Deadly Assassin and State of Decay. And on disc three, we have The Curse of Fenric, Runaway Bride and The Waters of Mars. There are no extras on the discs. They are just the regular episode cuts. So if you're expecting like the special edition sort of 90-minute cut of Genesis of the Daleks, you will be disappointed. It's the six-episode regular version. And also The Curse of Fenric is the four-episode original version as well, because we all know that there are multiple versions of both of those. An interesting selection. It does feel a little bit like they've just grabbed the nearest six discs. I know that Genesis is, is certainly very well thought of. It's and highly regarded. Um, Robin, does Genesis live up to the hype? Yeah, love Genesis. Absolutely love Genesis. I mean, I have no objection to any of those stories. They're all great stories. Love them. I guess my objection to the whole thing is why would you choose that subset? Um, and I guess the answer to that is that they were all stories which have been prepared for Blu-ray previously, and therefore you can just release them as a Blu-ray without having to do any additional work. So as a canon, of material, I don't really understand why this is the selection. I'm assuming that that if you look at these stories together, they are going to lead into some kind of overarching plot narrative or whatever, which is going to be picked up uh, in the new material, perhaps. Yeah, love Genesis, love Planet of the Daleks. Both of them great Dalek stories. I would watch them very happily. Same with State of Decay. I mean, I love Tom Baker. All of those are great stories. Just a load of stories retconned into associating with, with this little project mm. is, I, I mean, my more cynical side thinks it's just like, okay, box set time, hey. Mm, mm. Um, I'm just like, I guess it could be relevant, even though I do have my issues with things that are made to um, go into something like, these are the origins of the dark times. No, they weren't. They really weren't. <laughs> they were never yes. intended for this sort of measure at all. Um, yes. You're just saying they are now. Um, I do have my issues with that, but I guess if anybody is uh, in want of buying these particular stories, then it's a pretty decent uh, box set because you've got some good lineup there. You've got a good lineup. Are, are there any fans in the house for The Runaway Bride or Waters of Mars? Oh, yes. Mm. <laughs> of course. I mean, the, the interesting thing is is that those two do have that connection, that connection of dark time. Um, mm. the, the Waters of Mars, the, the incredibly sinister and really horrifying creatures that the, the people on the moon, Mars base, sorry, become uh, from some ancient ice warriors buried in the ice on Mars. And the Rachnos, um in Runaway Bride, David Tennant's doctor actually says, you know, she comes from the dark time. And in fact, right at the end of Waters of Mars, which has just, as a David Tennant fan, I rewatched it. It's just almost terrifying that the doctor just turns into a megalomaniac. And he actually says, I'm going to paraphrase, for a long time I thought I was a survivor, but I'm a winner. 
the Time Lord Victoria, and he's taken down a peg or two by the woman who he thought he was saving, but ultimately doesn't at all. Then I've just forgotten. Brooke. Uh, Brooke. Adelaide Brooke. Adelaide Brooke. There we go. Adelaide Brooke. Mm. I have to say, if I was choosing two stories to represent the David Tennant era, I would not choose those two stories. They chose those two because they represent the in-story mechanic of David Tennant going mad. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. I yeah. see. There's, there's two beautiful yeah. moments um, which in those two episodes which are really parallel, and he's destroying the Rachnos children, and he is it's brutal. He's standing there with like a controller that he's stolen from one of the Santas. The Santa's a robot, as Catherine Tate so beautifully puts it. And he's standing there and he's this fire on either side of him and he just looks almost demonic. And there's the mm. same frame in um, Waters of Mars when he realizes that he can go and save these people, even though he knows he shouldn't. He's got that kind of demonic look about him. And both mm. um, Adelaide and Donna both recognize that he has gone too far in both of those instances. I guess, okay, so here's my thought. The problem with Doctor Who is always money. The problem is that the BBC is never prepared to give the money that the show needs for it to mm. be as good as it can be consistently. Mm. Um, so it strikes me that a lot of the decisions that have been made in the last two years are decisions which are entirely understandable in terms of we have a, we've had a budget cut by 10% or whatever it is, okay? So yeah, so it strikes me that if the BBC is now putting more money into Doctor Who as these side projects, why not either invest more in the TV show or the obvious thing to do, the thing that the show desperately needs would be to give Joe Martin's Doctor some proper airtime and some proper episodes. That would be my thought. But you see, mm. the small issue of that is mm. that I think the BBC and their current vice would see it as too much of a financial risk. Hence why oh. they're going with an um, arguably mm. most popular doctor. They're bringing mm. him back mm. for a new series of audios and make him the face of this, and they're bringing him mm. back for a game. They've paired him with Jodie Whittaker's doctor, like mm. in, in a, the new game coming out next year. To, to put it this way, if you see a merchandising option with the 13th doctor, you're very likely going to see one with the 10th doctor in the same vein as well. Okay. Um, because they're really just trying to push the 10th Doctor, make Doctor Who really relevant again and such, because again, like, I feel that there's an element of the fear that BBC might have of the show mm. going out of fashion, and so they're trying to capitalise on what they may see as the glory is. Mm. But that's just my opinion. I think you're right, I think you're right. I think it's less risky, isn't it, from a financial, mm. from a commercial point of view, because we know that David Tennant is a big bankable yeah. star. As much as I would love a Joe Martin spin-off, I would love mm. one. I think if the BBC wants to be innovative, if they want to take Doctor Who further, rather than mm. just resting on its laurels, then Joe mm. Martin, she has so much potential. I remember when she first walked on screen, it was like goosebumps, it was like, who is this person? This is incredible. I love her TARDIS set, I love her performance as the Doctor. She's got so much potential, that's what I'd like to see. And I think, mm. you know, there's always this thing about the problem with Doctor Who is that the actors are working all the time, round the clock, blah, blah, blah. Very simple. Well, give Jodie Whittaker some episodes off and let's have Joe Martin on the screen would be my yeah. thought why not and let's have you know let's have Joe Martin really coming into her own as the Doctor rather than being forgive the word somewhat tokenistically used um, I felt in the last season but there I'm we very are. irritated about that but I won't yes. get into it <laughs> is she is she the 14th Doctor 
is she a parallel doctor to... Oh, we know. She's the fugitive oh. doctor, isn't she? She's the fugitive doctor, yeah. And all yeah. I'm going to say is that she's the first black Doctor Who and she's used for a little more than five minutes in her first episode mm. and then mm. brought back as a hologram flashback, mm. whatever, in the last episode, used very, mm. very sparingly as if they don't have the courage to actually commit full-time mm. to having a black actor in the role. But that's yeah. just me saying... No, I think, I think that's the right way to read it, sadly. Um, and I thought, yeah. yeah, when I first saw her, those five minutes, she was brilliant. And I thought, oh, she's bound to come back for a full episode later on. She's bound to come up for a whole plot arc. She's going to be in every episode from now on. And then, you know, as you say, she disappeared and re-emerged as a hologram in the last mm. episode. Yeah, yeah well, a... that's the thing. Will she actually get an opportunity to have her own episodes or... Will she just be this tokenistic, as you say, fugitive mm. doctor that just sort of floats around, you know, alongside the episodes that Jodie Whittaker's in? And it's effectively, it's effectively ruined it for who will be the first true black doctor because mm. they can't say that the first black doctor, the first black doctor yeah. was five minutes and she didn't even get a yeah. fair shot. Yeah. And like, it's just, it's, I don't like at all the way they've used her. I love mm. the character. Love mm. the actress, mm. but oh, yeah. she's been yeah. used totally infuriatingly wrong, and it's yeah. not fair. No, completely agree with that. Completely agree with that. I just hope that Chibnall has the courage and the you know the imagination to to give to bring her back and use and mm. you know, give her some proper story um, and and allow her to be everything that you know that she showed she could be in that mm. uh, those glorious five minutes. So there we are. So yeah, so I would like to see the Time Lord Victorious, whatever it's called. You know, why not include Joe Martin in that? Yeah, easily could be done. Getting back to the box set. <laughs> Sorry, Jamie. Oh, yeah, about that. Oh, that box set. Call cool. me old-fashioned. Is there any love out there for the Curse of Fenric, which also feels uh, tagged on? I love uh, Curse of Fenric, but I don't know why the hell it's doing there. Mm. <laughs> is it another take on the kind of Dark Doctor thing? Is, is that it? I don't, I've never seen Curse of Fenric. It's the Seventh Doctor being a very manipulative mm. to win the situation, really, because he convinces Ace that... Uh, human peasant basically mm. just to so he could win the mind game with Fenric uh, it's very tenuous it's a very good story but the link is just I don't know I have to say I've never really delved too deeply into the seventh doctor I remember I was like 18 or something when Sylvester McCoy became the doctor and I I just didn't I yeah I never jumped on board with it but anyway there we are maybe that's my own prejudices and I need to review that I will review it in due course I'm sure but yeah right now is the link then the doctor's ability to manipulate humans in that sense? Do you think that's it? Do you think that's it? Or do you think that's just too tenuous? That that ability to to sort of lord it over people and aliens. Possibly, but I mean, I don't think that would be true of Planet of the Daleks or Genesis. I think in Planet right. of the Daleks, Pertwee is just your straightforward hero. There is no darkness in his character at all. Mm. Similarly with Tom Baker and, um, you know, he has this big moral crisis. Do I have the right to destroy the Daleks? I think, you know, as Tom Baker is a, is a stand-up hero, Tom Baker does, from time to time, play a much more sinister character or bring out much more sinister notes in his performance as Doctor, but I don't think that that would be true in that mm. story. Mm. There's a moral development then there because David Tennant's doctor has no hesitation in killing the children of the Rachnos and then um, just leaving the Rachnos who is absolutely wailing and screaming my children and it's it, Donna's clearly mm. quite upset to hear it mm. just banishing her back to her star-shaped because it's Christmas spaceship <laughs> and floating her off into space again. Pretty brutal stuff. It is a bit, yeah. It is funny because I have completely forgotten about that. Oh, sorry, I have completely forgotten that aspect of David Tennant's portrayal of the Doctor. For me, he's all, I don't know, Alonzi, running around, smiling. Like the Doctor. Mm. 
Yeah, exactly. A, a rewatch does bring it all back to you. Like, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. he did that, didn't he? Yeah, he's. Mm-hmm. It's almost like what happens in the next two episodes, the end of times, and and his change to Matt Smith is almost mm. like you need to go. Mm. Yeah. Go on, Jamie. What's your take on all? Sorry. Of I think it's a rag bag selection of things they probably have just pulled off the shelf. In a lot of ways, incredibly tenuous. I I will say that if you didn't get the Blu-ray box sets, which have fantastic extras and also very good sound mixes, I'm still not convinced that these are the versions on those boxes. So there are 5.1 surround sound mixes on all the uh, full season box sets. I'm not sure that you would get those 5.1 mixes from these discs, having had a quick look at them. So if you are someone hoping to get the all singing or dancing Blu-ray versions, the jury's still out. These may be the DVD versions. Ooh. Mm. Cheeky. Cheeky, cheeky. It feels like a lost opportunity, mm. really. You, you, it, it's obviously very heavily based on the fact that the 10th Doctor still sells by the truckload and they're wheeling these things out. Having said that, if you've never seen some classic Doctor Who, this is obviously, you know, it's well worth a punt. It's In his great. introduction. Yeah. As a starter kit, it's hard to fault. But I I think for the serious fans, it's going to be one that they'll give a miss. That was Time Lord Victorious. The story will continue in the new year with more releases and an immersive experience in London. Until next time, we were the Zero Room. Be seeing you.